Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Yes, a Stripper Podcast. I had been looking forward to this interview and conversation all day today. I had a chance to chat with a lovely young stripper named Jinx, who I kind of stumbled across on Instagram. And I was really drawn into Jinx because of her writing. It was just so deep and robust and she really has this sense in her writing of creating a scene and it turns out um she pretty much does that in her sex work as well um she is a scene setter and so it was really fun talking to her about her artistic perspectives and how she likes to how she turns her sex work into artistic expression um and it was just really interesting and she's also really funny and hilarious. She had me in stitches at the end of this podcast. I don't want to give it away um, and let you in on the secret too soon, but you know, you're going to have to listen all the way through to get to that part. But um, she really just knows herself. And even for a a much younger person, um, she really truly knows herself and, um, and she's very comfortable in her own skin, which is something that I can say, you know, I find that a lot with sex workers to be the case. Um, yeah, so we just, we just had a really good time getting to know each other. Um, and I'm really excited for you to get to know her as well and to learn about all of the different layers, um, that, that make her up into this one really interesting, incredible person. And, you know, and I say that because that's what this whole show is about in general it's these people that we get to talk to on this show are just so incredible, multifaceted, multi-layered, and <clears throat> bring so much talent and interesting ideas and perspectives to this world. And don't you just love it? So I just really want to make sure that you know how much I appreciate that you tune in every week. And I really enjoy getting messages from you of how much you love the show So um, always feel free to send those and go ahead and enjoy yourself. Sit back, relax, and listen to AMD and Jinx. Just chat about sex work. All right, guys, enjoy. Hey, everyone. We have Jinx on the line with us here on Yes Stripper Podcast. Hello, Jinx. Thanks so much for joining. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So I'm just like obsessed with your beautiful pink fluffy bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) Are you an interior designer? No, I just um, get the cheapest stuff and make it look good. Wow. Yeah. I wish I was that good at designing. It's like one of the things that I'm just not not very skilled at at all. Yeah, I just throw things together. But your room is just like so like everything is in place. And you know what? It, I, actually, now that I think about it, I think that you might be that type of person where your things, you set things up exactly just how you want it. So you can be ready to go in life. Am I reading that correctly? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely, I definitely like things to have its place, but I'm getting better at making sure they make it back to that place. Okay. So, and the reason why I didn't take a whole bunch to prepare this because it, it's just so much easier. But yep. no, I, I would say that I'm actually kind of a messy person. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I can't tell. not at all yeah so jinx i want everyone to know uh, one of the things that especially with new guests that i don't know very well um we just need to confirm do you identify as a stripper yes wonderful yeah i kind of figured so um okay i said off the record earlier on the record i totally stalked and lurked on your instagram page today just dot hormones Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And even though it's a very small page, it's very interesting. And, um, yeah. And you were talking on there about being a stripper 
and now what it's kind of like being online. Yeah, um, it's been quite a bit of a transition. Yeah. Um, you have to try on a lot more pants than you're used to being a stripper. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between, you know, having a job and then being an entrepreneur. And it's everybody knows it's way much harder to be an entrepreneur. So, um, you know, I mean, I was used to getting my heels together, making sure my nails and hair look good, and then hopping in the club and then making what I could. But now I have to be a photographer. I have to be um, a videographer. I have to be an editor. I have to be a social media marketer. I, thanks to quarantine, I had to figure out how to do my own hair and nails now. So I have to basically be my one woman wrecking team. And it has been difficult but exciting you know right yeah do you feel like you have a more of like an a respect and understanding for cam models who were doing this long before we had to <laughs> um yes definitely because i mean i got to this i remember saying it and i remember thinking god i would never do that and <laughs> i know there's a lot of us that probably said god i would never do that but i ended up i mean I end up doing it and I realize it takes a lot more work. It's not just popping your pussy in front of the camera. Right. It's not. It's it's way more than that and it's way more hands-on and you you make it big or you don't. But this the same amount of work goes into it. You could not make it, you know? And it's the same amount of work goes into it. So it really is a toss-up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm curious about the, like, I would never do that thing because I think we've all been there at one point as a sex worker, we sort of, you know, especially newer sex workers, I would say it's like, you know, I have my boundaries and limits. Like I, I do this, not that, you know? Um, but what do you think it was about camming or cam modeling at the time that, you know, some of us kind of thought that way? What do you think it was? Um, I guess it was like, we saw all the money that we could make mm -hmm. in the strip club. And we see that we go in there and you can have a $2,200 night. You can have a $3,000, $5,000 night. You could travel anywhere you want to um, and make whatever sum of money. And it really came down to you as a hustler. And camming is no different. I didn't think we see that. We're like, why would you plaster yourself all over the internet when you could just hop in the club and make some money? Um, now I'm realizing the benefits is one that I don't have to leave my house to pay my rent. And that's not something that I had ever been used to. Um, and it's nice being able to go ahead and do that. And it's almost like if you don't necessarily have it on autopilot, but you can be a little bit more hands-off than you can with stripping. You have to show up to the club if you want to make money. And, you know, you can film a few things. Like, I'm going to film a few things today, get it out of the way, and then I'm set for the week, really. So. I know, right? That's <laughs> so I, I – because I'm doing the same thing. Right. And I actually, when I had my accident, um, I actually started trying to do more online stuff already before COVID. Um, but whatever now I'm like, cause I have more content now. Like I went to PayPal and I was like, Oh, I should, cause my rule of thumb is take all your money out of PayPal. As soon as you've got money, take it out. Otherwise they'll, if they freeze your shit, they'll take it. So I always, every time I get new money, I'm like, like every other day. And then like two days later I was like, why do I have all this money on PayPal? I transferred it. And I was like, because bitch, you're getting money while you're sleeping. <laughs> and that's like really, that's been really cool. And I'm not even trying that hard yet, you know? So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I was looking at your cam stuff uh -huh. and it's, and the reason why I made the comment about how your stuff is just so, and it's all in places, I was scrolling through your cam stuff and I'm like, this shit is gorgeous. It's like so well put together and thoughtful. And, um, and one of the things that you said in your IGTV video mm. was that, um, you want to do something better, something that's like an experience. Can you speak more to that? Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm actually really going through that right now. Um, I, when I came into online sex work, I'm like, it's going to be out there on the internet. I'm now also struggling with the fact that I put my face out there, but it's kind of out there now. But, you know, I said, if I'm going to go ahead and have this attached to me for potentially the rest of my life, at, long after I do sex work and everything like that, I want it to be something I'm proud of. So I want it to be high quality. I want it to be good. So if, when they look back, at least they can say, 
well, damn, she did. She did a good job. Like this, I hate. It. I mean, it's porn, but it looks good. Um, and I, I wanted, I wanted it to be something that I could be like, yeah, I did. Yeah, back in the day, I did this. Look how fine I look. Look how well put together my shit is. And I definitely am kind of an anal retentive per- person in some ways, and then not in other ways. But when it comes to my creative side and especially creating erotic art it's like i have to be that way i i have held on to full-on outfits that have been in my closet for at least two months since i bought them because i'm waiting for the sun to set i'm waiting for my hairstyle to be the right thing so i can so it finally comes together and it's going to be amazing it's going to look exactly how it looked in my head um and for you know it's kind of anti-productive but i don't want to just put stuff out there and so i right now i've been grappling with moving away from um explicit content and just doing lewd or nude stuff and not doing anything like necessarily hardcore and that's where i'm at now is that like i really don't like playing with my pussy on the camera i really don't like fucking myself with this pink dildo i really don't fucking like it um and now i'm torn because i know the winter's gonna be weird with weird not bad with covid and i'm like bitch get your money you know get your money but then i'm like <laughs> i'm like i don't want to play with my pussy <laughs> yeah yeah i hear that and there's and so i was watching a video of you play with your pussy online, oh, wow. <laughs> um, and i was like i mean this is amazing and i didn't the way i looked at it was um the way i would if someone was like stroking their hair that's literally how the feeling that i had if someone was just like look at my beautiful hair like on a prancing pro v commercial <laughs> and because i was asking myself why would somebody think there's a, there's anything wrong with this this is human anatomy this is her body and it's so beautifully shaved and perfect <laughs> why I, I looked at it like i was like literally appreciating your genitals honestly for the you know how beautiful it looked and it didn't it didn't in my mind in that moment i wasn't thinking about sex or being turned on Hmm. i was just appreciating your beauty and honestly that's kind of what i want my content to be and i don't really i mean i will say that the other stuff is definitely easier but a lot of the things the ideas that come together like for example i got which I see a lot of girls have now, it's like a little cow outfit. And I'm waiting for the sun to set just right. I'm waiting for um, my hair to be a little, I'm going to do that today, but like crimped. And then I have a little kiddie pool I'm going to put in front of the window and I'm going to pour milk on myself. Yes, you are. And this, <laughs> and this languish and, 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 and while, the, while the diffused golden hour light comes to the window and pour milk on myself. And that's my kind of stuff. I want it to be, I kind of want it to be like still shots of just a slice of what it's like to be in the life of a beautiful woman and like romanticizing womanhood. And that's what I want it to be. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if I want to play with my pussy anymore. I want to, I want you guys to watch me brush my hair, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, exactly. You're, you're setting the scene. It's like a different type of modeling almost it mm-hmm. could be a whole new genre. And I feel that cause like when I do performances and stuff, I'm like, how can I like really create a scene and experience? So I definitely appreciate that from a fellow like scene setter. <laughs> um, one of the things that really intrigued me about your IG story video was you mentioned um, well, there's two th- two parts to this. You somebody wrote to you and asked you to do something for them, and we're gonna get to that. But I think that what I was most intrigued by was at the end of that story. You said I talked to my dad about this, and um, and you didn't really remark more on that. But um, I was curious. Like, do you talk to your dad about sex work and about your your experiences at all? Mm, no, not really. To, okay. to, like, a little bit, I allude to it. And it's like, you know, that thing I'm doing, you know, dad, that thing I'm doing. <laughs> and especially now, he's put two and two together. I, I sometimes in my mind, I, I'm like, does he, does he know what I'm doing? And he knows. I think he knows. Because I talk about my online work now. And he knows that I came from being a stripper and not having anything to doing online work. I think he knows. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> I really just kind of you know, flippantly referred to it, the online work, you know, um, that thing I'm doing. And I don't really talk to him. I, I have talked to him a few times about this stuff in the strip club that's happened. Okay. But other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't think, 
I mean, some of the things when I need to talk to my dad about something, they're not necessarily good things. And I don't think he really wants to hear about yeah. some of the, some of the things that I've been dealing with in the strip club that make me uncomfortable. I don't want him to have to think of his little girl going sure. through that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I keep those stories. Like my mom knows tons of shit, but I don't give her details on that. Exactly. Either. Yeah. <laughs> That would traumatize them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tell um, them the funny stories. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. It always just intrigues me, especially when um, sex workers are able to, you know, talk to their parents, especially dads. Like, hey, I'm a stripper and this is what I do. Um, my dad knows what I do too. But um, the way you said it in the story, I was like, oh, wow. Like, she talks to her dad about, like, work issues. For sex work like that's pretty tight you know? <laughs> yeah not a lot of people have that Mm-mm, they don't. that's great that you have that support um where are you where do you strip where where are you located do you mind telling uh, me? i am in um st louis missouri so i actually strip across the bridge in illinois okay. so um, i go to scarlet's cabaret diamond's cabaret um they won't let me back a hustler hustler if you're watching this what the fuck is your problem let me back okay <laughs> it's been two fucking years. Let me back. What anyway. happened at Hustlers? Look, 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 look. I don't even fucking know. I know, but I don't even fucking know. Yeah, yeah, it's what, what happens? What happened? Okay, so I'm a baby stripper. I get my first taste of having a sugar daddy. Um, so I let him take me to, oh, instead of like, I didn't know shit about shit. I made him take me to Charlotte Russe. Forever 21 and Victoria's Secret. Okay. That's great with me. And um, we got all this shit. And then that was because I spent the night with him, but I knew what he was trying to do, but I told him I was on my period. Okay. So we ended up going shopping the next day. I go to Virginia to visit my friend after a bad breakup. His wife calls me. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm scared because of the money. And I just need to know if he's cheating on me. And I had no experience with this shit. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know he told me that you were separated. I didn't know. And she was like, she was being abused or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful. She calls back after I gave her way too much information about myself and goes, oh, you little fucking whore. You didn't tell me that he took you to Charlotte Russe and the trinkets. You didn't tell me. It spins wow. out of control. She starts coming with him to the club and forces, standing behind him while she forces him to say, tell, tell me that he's not attracted to me, that I look like a tranny, this, that, and the other, harassing me, um, sending, then, this is why I don't have a Facebook now, um, but getting on Facebook, making multiple accounts to harass me and uh, saying, I'm going to tell your dad about this. I'm going to get you fired. Like, yeah, it was yeah. that situation. And I don't know if I came to the manager about it and I said, hey, this is this situation. And I guess it was one of those things where you took, you took a customer outside of the club. So it looked a lot worse. And I think they don't, I think that's part of the reason why they didn't let me back. But I didn't like, I'm a now, I just wanted to go shopping. Okay. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We all have done that. Like every single one of us. Well, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but hella, so many of us have done that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you shouldn't get fired for that. Wrongful termination. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah. Don't get me started. I know. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, hopefully they let you, they let you back. Are any of the clubs open where you're at or are you planning on going back? Um, I think they shut down. At this point, I don't really know. I, um... I don't know if I'm going back because it got to a point where it was hard to do my job without help and without alcohol or this, that, and the other. It got hard. And I think that I wasn't really in a good place. Um, I think that I was more susceptible to that, you know, dark seedy pull of the club than I had initially anticipated. I had ran into a friend that turned out not to be a very good friend or a very good influence on me. And then it just kind of devolved from there. And it really kind of started after I had to leave Hustler and went to the new club that I was working at, which I'm not going to say any names because I'm not going to, yeah, trash the club because it's not a bad club. It's a great club, actually. Um, But it's an old club and I feel like it holds energy. And I felt like I felt that energy the moment I walked in and a while I didn't I couldn't feel the energy anymore because I feel like I internalized it um I internalized that thing so it didn't seem wrong anymore yeah Uh, 
yeah so it was just i don't know if i'm going to go back i'm working on graphics design right now and social media marketing i got my first gig is that so i don't i'm not i'm not quite sure i don't know if i if i can be strong enough this um this next time to you know not get caught up in the bullshit then i think i will give myself a fighting chance i met i at least know i'm gonna go back and like spend like one or two days and just pound it out and then they're not gonna see me i think i want to do it like once a month maybe kind of thing. yeah um yeah i don't even know what there is to be gonna go back like to exist to go back to um and one of the things too is like didn't one of your clubs catch on fire it did and it was a, it was a warehouse fire so it was close to the club but it wasn't the actual okay. club. and um so we still had a place to go to work um i was terrified because I'm, I'm driving down the highway going to walmart do do looking in the rearview mirror and i'm like oh like there's something on fire and then somebody texts me and says did you hear the club's on fire and i'm like is that the freaking club on fire like <laughs> i'm like no oh, yeah where the fuck am I going to go back to? So that was really nerve wracking, but it was almost kind of a relief too. Cause it's like, Oh, now you have to figure something else out. Dumbass. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's also like what COVID did to us too. It's like figure something else out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're, you know, it's, it's interesting that you talk about, you know, setting, setting the scene for your camming and like, for being anal retentive in some ways and the way you describe things and feeling energy in the club, it just like, it makes me understand your writing a little bit more because your writing is so intense and deep and like poetic, but also dark. So everything you're saying is like, Oh, I totally get your writing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Can you talk about your writing and what it means to you and what your goals are with that? I've always loved to write since I was little. Um, and it's always been surprisingly, unsurprisingly, maybe. I was writing about like prostitutes at 14 years old. I had a fascination with sex work since I was very, very, very little. I loved um, Pretty Woman. Um, I loved any kind of scenes where they had the harem girls. I was like really into that when I was younger. If I would see like an old Egyptian movie, I'd be like, oh, look at them look what they're doing uh, and i had wrote this like small little series about a post-apocalyptic italy and all the brothels that propped up in there and that was at like 14 so i'd always had an interest in it always interest in the macabre i love pink as you can see i love pink and girly stuff but i have a real interest in the dark parts of people and what makes them do horrible things, what makes them feel horrible, and how do we cope with these things? Um, and especially when you add an element of sex, because then you're not supposed to talk about the suffering that happens there. Like, it's okay to talk about grief and loss and this, but what about the loss of innocence and grieving that? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of my writing comes from, is that in, I, I grieve the, the loss of my innocence and, I've, and simultaneously celebrate it as well. And it's kind of this push and pull, this tug of war constantly of, I need to accept my sexuality. I am this vivacious sexual person, but also like, you know, is that all I am? And I think discovering, I think especially being taken out of the club is helping me discover that other side that I've, I've gotten so good with so many people and, and they really enjoy that crazy stripper that I was, but they were also enjoying the, I don't know, <laughs> uh, post, not even post COVID, COVID stripper reformed guru that people are starting to make me feel like, cause I'm getting my shit together and I'm inspiring other people. So it's, it's a, I like talking about the process and how it sucks sometimes it, it does. But I like discussing the process and sex, because sex is it. It's sex in the process, living, being sex, and living life. Being sex and living life. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by being sex? I know that there's more to me than sex, but I feel like there's so much more of me that is sex than isn't. Um, and maybe it's because I wanted to be a sex icon 
I, I watched the Marilyn Monroe's. I studied it. And then I'm like, oh, did I want this? Like, this is all, but I watched them. I watched them blink and I watched them, you know, look across their shoulder and I watched them powder their faces a certain way. And I emulated that. And it's like, it's, I can't turn it off now. I, I, I remember looking for like professional photos that I could put up on this email. And I was taught, my friend talked to me about it and I couldn't, I didn't get what she said. She said she took a picture and she looked through all her pictures because she was looking for something because she was trying to babysit. She needed a good profile picture. She said every single one, her eyes looked, there was something in her eyes, something that just said slut, whore, but not in a bad way, but just that little twinkle of, you know, and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, I think you can find some pictures. I went through my own pictures trying to do that. And I saw what she meant. I said, it's in every picture. It's in every glance. It's. I know something you don't, and I know how to get it out of you. And not just money, that feeling, the lust. I can command it. It's like the snake charmer. And it's in, it was in her eyes, it was in my eyes, and I, and I bet it's in almost every other girl's eyes that I know in sex work because you, once, you, once you tap into that, it's a part of you. So being sex, in a sense. Yeah, no, I get it now. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, uh, same. I have a really hard time not being sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You know, and, um, and I love hearing other women say I was obsessed with sex workers and sex since a young person. Cause like, you know, uh, so was I. And, um, it's just so validating hearing other women say that. Um, so something that I have that, that happened to me the other night and I haven't shared with anyone yet is, um, you know, I also got a, a, a comment. I got a, ne- a negative comment on me, on my Instagram, me like sexually exploiting myself. Um, and the comment was like, you're just a sex slave and you're not actually free. And that's like a ruse that you're telling yourself. And like, just basically telling me that I'm a whore and I'm enslaved basically. And I deleted the comment. I don't even, and then I told my mom and I said, a part of me always just a little inkling of a part of me always wonders, am I just playing into commercialism and capitalism and exploiting my own body? Like, and my mom, my mom said, well, what about all of the teachers that grow up wanting to be teachers? Aren't they exploiting themselves? And what about the football players that grow up and they're football players and they know they're going to get injured and aren't they exploiting themselves for commercialism and capitalism? And I was like, wow, mom, like, wow. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Thanks, mom. It's true. Your mom has, I mean, I love your mom. That's like the best point ever. I mean, because it's true. That's exactly how I think everybody else, everybody's exploited under capitalism. Everyone is exploited under capitalism um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, We make those sacrifices. And, I mean, I don't want to get into capitalism. (laughs) Like five hours. Yeah, I know. So, But, yeah, you you know what I mean. It's just your your mom's definitely right. Um, And I've been kind of struggling with the fact that, like, now that I'm doing essentially porn, it's like it's not stripping anymore. And I like that. It's the new frontier for me to accept about myself because I always I was cool with the stripping shit. Um, now this porn stuff, it's hard for me not to feel that shame. It's difficult. Well, yeah, because um, when we're in the strip club, people come there to see us, and they know what they're coming to see. But on the internet, it's everyone is able to see it. And so now it's, it's less safe as far as like the acceptance of what you're doing because people who aren't necessarily trying to find you are happening upon you and then they have hate in their hearts for what we do. So it's harder and scarier. It is. Um, and I just, it's hard coming to terms with, with it. And I feel like it all happened so fast and I was Part of it was the stripper brain that's like, make as much money, you got to survive, you got to do this. And I'm realizing that a lot of the early decisions that I made around online sex work were out of panic um, because it was the middle of COVID. I lost my job and I needed to figure something out. So, you know, I, I showed my face and I'm like, well, I already have like kind of a brand online with just hormones and I got people that, you know, fuck with me, go ahead and do it. But it was all panic. And I can't say if these were the right or wrong decisions. 
but they were decisions that just happened. And that's why I had a poll on my Instagram the other day. And I said, you know, should I go lewd or should I suck it up and, you know, keep diddling that skittle until I see some, you know, <laughs> until I see, you know, the millions appear. And, you know, some people said suck it up. And then some people said, uh, you know, go lewd and do something that makes you feel more comfortable. And I still haven't decided, but it was interesting. Some of the people that had suggested that I suck it up, some were men. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and, and some of them were like non-sex workers. And I'm like, it's easy to tell me to go ahead and keep playing with my pussy so I can see the dollars um, when it's not your pussy on the internet. And, and it's out there forever. And you, and I feel like, I think as strippers, we always try to figure out how can we make the most money the quickest possible. And now that we're, we're into a different world now and things are different, I think that we need to start combating our stripper brain because the stripper, the strip club is a fantasy world. It's not the real world. And you need to understand that things don't work the same. The time doesn't even pass the same out here. Um, so even though you're doing sex work out here, it's, it's different. So I need to realize that stripper brain doesn't always work and stripper brain isn't always right. So, yeah. 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 Um, you're, you're very, it's, that's a really valid point. Something that you're making me think of is, um, how I've not been able to turn my stripper brain off when it comes to dating. Mm. And, um, I'm wondering what you think, if you have any thoughts on, like, how that stripper brain kind of translates into the real world when it comes to real life intimacy. For me, it's been very difficult, and it's only been just recently where I've been like, oh, in my dating world, I'm in work stripper work mentality. Um, I think that... My stripper brain, uh, right now I'm in a relationship and I don't think my stripper brain factors into that, but that's not the truth because apparently he had came into the club and like tried to get my attention and stuff and bought me a drink and I asked him for a dance and he was like, no, and I was like, "Ah, you don't have enough money for me, honey. And I walked away (laughs) and then that same, this is, this is how how stripper brain works because he's a completely different person when he bought me into the champagne room and spent a thousand dollars and here we are happily ever after right um (laughs) but i it's like i i don't even know where to start with turning stripper brain off with that because it's like i have i don't even want to say a skewed relationship with men and relationships but it's just like they become they're very much objectified in my mind um and it's hard for me to get out of that and seeing like, okay, what, what can I get from this guy? Come on, where's the money at? All this other stuff. I think it takes a special guy to get me out of stripper brain. Mm. Um, but you have to realize that not every guy, guy is going to stick around to get you out of that. And you can miss out on a really good opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if I can, if I, I could even offer anything worthwhile to anybody about that because I didn't get into my relationship until he spent a thousand dollars right right see for me it's more of like it's more like I expect all of this attention because I'm just so accustomed to being doted on so for me it's not really about money it's about like um hello why aren't you blowing me up why don't you like want videos and pictures of me why don't you want to like come over and see me dance and like have sex with me like right now like hello you know and i'm i'm like this because i'm just so used to like it being that way you know where and um i'm working on it something i'm working on i mean i'm the same way i can say that i'm the same way because honestly He's not paying attention to me. I go, I, I get up and I dance naked in front of the TV. I get up like this and I'm all like this in front of the TV. And he's like, move. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you're going to look at me. Yeah. Uh, I'm always like falling all over him. I, the attention, I look for it. I want it. Like, pay attention to me. And I've had to learn that he's a very busy man and he has other things to do. And he's busy making all the money that apparently kept our relationship together in the beginning. Yeah. So he didn't have all that time to go ahead and be all in my face. So it's been hard for me 
to go ahead and not be like, okay, well, how come you don't want to have sex? Don't you love sex? Like, don't you want to have sex with me? Look at me. Aren't I sexy? Have sex with me. And it's like, not always about that. It's not, not, not every single thing has to be about that. And I am completely with you on that. I don't know because I take my clothes off or I answer the door in full blown lingerie. And if I don't get that, oh my God. And then he just immediately takes me down in the living room. I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we're in the same boat, Sip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I would, I want to like almost do a poll and find out and, or do some sort of survey. Like if a lot of us kind of experience that, because if you think about it, we're in the club for like six, six to eight hours at a time, three nights a week. And it's just, all it is, is people paying attention to you. So I wonder if it like conditions a part of our brain that's somehow connected to intimacy. And if we're like... I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd love to do a study on that, you know? I definitely would say that to a certain degree, not even to a certain degree, I think that you definitely do get conditioned. You think you're hot shit. Um, you think you're hot shit. You think you're hot shit all the time. And it's very confusing when somebody yeah. doesn't tell you. And even when they tell you in the club, it's not as, like, debilitating as hearing it outside of the club. Because it's like, you're a normie. The fuck you mean? You're not, like, you, I'm a walking goddess. What the hell is your problem? Right, right. Like, hello, I like, so it's hard. It is. And, um, and then I think a lot of, we concoct a lot of our worth around the attention that we get because that's how we make our money. That's how we pay our bills is by the attention we get. And the more attention you get, the more money you get, the more you can pay your bills, the more you can achieve your goals. So it gets tied in with this whole thing of success is attention. And that's not always true. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Um, I want to really make sure that we highlight your writing because that's what drew me to you in the first place. And do you have plans with your writing? Are you working on a book? Are you, you know, putting together a series? What's going on? I've started on a Patreon. Okay. Where I was thinking about fleshing out some of the stories and some of the topics that I've touched on. Um, So that's kind of my next step. I don't know about a book because I don't know what I want my first book to be about. Everybody's waiting for this like second installment of the strip club horror story I wrote. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about the strip club horror story. Um, well, it's about a stripper named Nadine. And mm-hmm. she says that at her strip club, none of the girls go into the bath, the second to last bathroom stall between 3.15 to 4.37 a.m. Nobody goes in that in that stall, the second to last on the right hand. I think, yeah, whatever direction, you read it. Um, <laughs> but nobody goes into that stall. And um, everybody avoids the bathroom entirely. And she ends up doing way too much cocaine and halfway shitting on herself. And she's going running into the bathroom. And it just happens to be at that unopportune time. And she meets something terrible. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And so I just, I wrote that and everybody's like, where's part two? And I had started on part two. Um, and I think I should finish it. But I was, it was like a lot of people comp- uh, compared it to Arl Stein almost for strippers. Okay. <laughs> it's like goosebumps for strippers. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, I mean, that's not when I, I was a kid. I know. <laughs> that's something I definitely want to flesh out. Um, but right now I'm trying to get... I'm, I'm trying to journal every day and get a feel for what's next for the writing because people are waiting on something and I feel like I'm doing them a disservice and me a disservice by not giving it to them. So I try to write little short stories. So what I'm trying to do is just put my short stories on Patreon and, you know, go from there. Yeah. 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 Um, you look pretty young, by the way. Like you've got lots Thank of time. You. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- but also old. How old are you, if you don't mind? Talking I'm 35. 35? 25. 25. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm 40. That's bullshit. You look fucking amazing. Thank you. But um, 25 is so young. <laughs> so young. <laughs> just saying. But my, my point is, like, there's so much time to, to figure that out. And your writing is just so incredible. And I, I hope that you do continue. Um, it is what drew me to you. Cause it's like this dark dummy stripper. 
like the picture one of your pictures is like a bar a barbie doll like bonded like bondage tied and i was like you're just so genius <laughs> yeah so for those of you who are listening that's on just dot hormones on instagram and hormones spelled whore whore yeah right. naturally yeah whore and moans like oh uh, you know like yeah that. totally I just yeah. love that you took your childhood experiences and like manifested it to what it is now. And, um, you're on, your cam work is incredible. So yeah, you're doing a, your artistic direction is really great. It's something to be, uh, to inspire, you know? Absolutely. So just to switch gears a little bit, I did want to go back to, you know, what this dude, this dude on um, social media or somewhere basically asked you to like do better with your sex work. Um, uh, like he wanted it to be not so staged, you know? Yes, I um, yeah. Uh, and you're like, this is staged. And like something you said earlier, like the strip club is a fantasy. And yeah, like I wonder, like I think people forget that like we're basically acting you know? So, yeah. So what do you, I just want other people to know more about like, because I, I got, I got asked to pee, by the way, I got asked to pee on camera. Have you been oh, asked to do that yet? I've got a story for you when it comes to that, but I'll touch on the first thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that when it comes to the, the whole stage thing is that Yes, there's that girl next door um, every day. I'm just living my life kind of thing. But stripping is different. You go in there with the makeup. You have a completely different name. Not saying you don't do that in porn. Um, but And then you get on stage and you just, you really do kind of transform, especially when you would get hit that sweet spot where you're in the zone. You're just, I mean, you're like on autopilot in in the most unique and like sensuous of ways. And I realized when I was do when I started doing cam work that it, this just felt, I don't know how to explain it. My stripper clothes didn't look right at home. They didn't look right at home. <laughs> they didn't look right. It looked like I was, I looked like I was a displaced stripper. It looked like exactly what it was. Um, and I was like, I want to be able to create an atmosphere no matter where I'm at. So I need to, so I needed to change a few things. Um, the stripper clothes weren't working anymore. Um, so I had to create a new stage. I had to set the new stage. And when you said that everything looks staged, like, I think that's part of, I think that's part of the stripper and me coming out is that we get on stage and you have, you know, you know, when the music is going to, you know, when the beat's going to drop and you know exactly what move you're going to do because you've done it so many times. And, you know, when you throw your leg this way and then you slide your hand across and you look at him and he's just like drooling, you know it, you know it. And I, that, that's me. That's, that's, that, that's that stripper. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the stripper thing. And so I bring that to my content. I bring that carefully curated, carefully watched, carefully planned out thing to that. And I, I, I need to remind myself that guys really do just want to get to know me. But I like, I like making good shit. So I'm trying to find a balance. <laughs> I try, and my way of finding balance is sometimes I'll put the camera up and it'll be like a, almost a security cam footage. And I'll just walk around like in my bonnet and in like socks, panties and just topless and eat cereal and do this and be like, this is live right now. This is what she's doing right now. So it's like a little bit more a slice of my life. But when it comes to the content, it should be sexy. It should be something that, you know, brings your attention. Um, it's all fantasy. It's still fucking fantasy. Yeah. It's still fantasy. And I think what it really was is he wanted me to jack, not jack off. <laughs> I have a vagina. No. <laughs> he wanted me to like masturbate in the woods because he sent me a video of some girl masturbating in um in the woods and somebody's on the trail behind her. And I'm like, I think that's what he wanted me to do is like less staged as in um, exhibitionist content. I don't know what the fuck that guy wanted. Here's the thing. I make good shit. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to make good shit how I like to do it. And if that means I have to get three fucking ring lights and wait till four o'clock, then that's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The requests are odd. They, they're very odd. I'm getting requests to crutch around 
Do you know what crutch around means? All right. What the fuck is that? It means be on my crutches because I'm an amputee. So they want me to crutch around. Really? Yeah. Just for 10 to 15 minutes. was a long time. I was like, okay, that's $200 for 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I'll get on my crutches and crutch around for five. (laughs) Yeah, for that. I, I had a guy, he hit me up. I was doing live and he was on Snapchat. And he's like, I want you to shit. And I said... Oh, okay. Um, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, do I really feel like shitting right now? And I was like, and I, you know, I could, I, it should have been a few day turnaround, but he was insistent. He's like, can you eat something? You know, can you drink something? Like he wanted me to shit right then and there. And this is me. I would have charged way more because it was, it was, it's against my boundaries. I don't, I don't do scat play. I don't like that. But I was like, this is still newer into me just now starting to get into the camp stuff. So I was like, I was like, okay, 300 bucks. And then he was like, okay, let me know when you make the video. First of all, first mistake, get the money up front before you start doing the shit. Because what happened is I'm sitting there with the tripod set up in the bathroom and he wanted a certain angle yeah. and I couldn't get that angle without without effectively shitting in a bag. Right. So put a bag on the floor, put, get the camera set up. I can't believe I'm telling this story. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm going to go viral for being the girl that shit in a bag. I almost sent someone feces in a box like a year and a half ago or whatever. So like I seriously contemplated it. So there, I said it. So now you're not alone. Oh. Well, I did it. And then I paid <laughs> for it. I didn't get paid for it. He asked me to send the first, yes, he asked me to send like the first 15 seconds of the video. And I said, no, you sent me the first $150 that you owe me. I shit in a fucking bag. I want my money. I had to take out my own shit in a bag like I do my cat. Okay. I was like, so I was, oh my God. I went on, I went on, ran on Instagram about it. I was like, you guys get paid up front. I told him the whole fucking story. I laid it out. So (laughs) get your money up front, ladies. Don't, don't go, don't go shitting in bags. And I'm sitting there looking, looking down at the bag and the tripod and the phone. And I'm just like, so this is life now? (laughs) This is life now? (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Yeah. (sighs) It's a good story though. It is. worth it for the story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. We've all done the equivalent of shitting in a bag without getting paid for it in some way or another, you know, we all learn from those mistakes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that's a really good segue into your stripper tip. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's stripper tips. My stripper tip is stop underselling yourself and stop taking less than what you deserve. Ask for what you deserve and walk away if you're not getting that. It's okay to walk away. You don't need it that bad. And honestly, making sure you're in a position where you truly don't need it that bad really helps you make better decisions that you feel comfortable with in the long run. So set yourself up so you can say no and you can stop underselling yourself. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned is I have spent so much of my career as a sex worker and my life as a woman taking less than what I deserved and feeling like crap about it. And it's just, just, let's just stop. Just stop. You're worth it. Walk away. Walk away if you need to. Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. Question one. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, 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 that's hard. Oh, oh God. I'm so sorry. I need to answer these. Um, Think faster. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh fuck! Pants Labyrinth. That's not a scary movie, but Pants Labyrinth. All right. Well, it was scary for us when we were like five yeah. watching it. It was. It was a great movie. <laughs> if you could develop a new skill or hobby overnight, what would it be? Mm, speak a new language. Oh, what world leader would you want to bone, past or present? Putin. What? <laughs> <laughs> Last one. 2020 is the year we probably all become vampires. Are you most looking forward to controlling people's minds, accruing general wealth, or feasting on the blood of the innocent? 
Mm, feasting on the blood of the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> True dominatrix. You are. <laughs> Flirk, yes. Oh my God, this has been so much fun. I'm not even going to lie. I've been looking forward to this all day. When I looked at it and was like, oh, I get to talk to Jinx today. I have been like so stoked to talk to you. Um, I hope that we get to meet in person someday. Oh, absolutely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell everyone where you want them to follow you and like find all of the stuff that you're up to? Okay, so if you guys are looking to follow me, you guys should definitely check out Just Hormones. That's just J-U-S-T, period, hormones, W-H-O-R-E-M-O-A-N-S. I also have my camming work on Damn Dolly. That's D-A-M-N dot D-O-L-L-Y-Y. And damndolly.com if you want to see some of that nasty stuff that I won't be doing anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on the money. Um, <laughs> and you know what? That's where you can find me. Don't, don't go looking anywhere else. <laughs> good. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and thank you to everyone out there for listening. As always, uh, we love having your earballs tuned in to this show every Wednesday. So until then... <laughs> See you next time. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Yes, a stripper podcast. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube at Yes, a stripper podcast. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yes, a stripper pod. Yes, a stripper podcast is produced by Mackenzie Mazel, Shelly Snyder, and yours truly, A.M. Davies. Be sure to email any questions or comments to yes, a stripper podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at the queen of sexy. You can also check me out on my website, thequeenofsexy.com.